0: So a way
1: Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host,
2: Tony Reid.
3: In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant, because as the first line of defense protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. And on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together we can safeguard our communities.
4: Things at stake, and in fact, the Iranian warning that they will not be spectators if Israel goes in big and you can see what the you know, obvious impact of that would be, that is concerning. That's concerning because of Hezbollah. If Hezbollah opens up a second front in the north, Uh, That is a very big challenge for Israel, obviously, you know, a major issue. First of all, the U.S. does not even know where the American hostages are. Mm. They don't know how many there are who are being held hostages. The death count has been rising of Americans. That is a big concern, as well as that Israel has been going in. They went in on Friday on the ground with special ops to try to do reconnaissance, to find out where the hostages are, to map the territory, to see what the Hamas response would be to them on the ground. So they did that for about 24 hours on Friday. How much did they get? We don't really know for obvious reasons, but they're trying to find out where the hostages are. But that is going to be just devastating. Big American concerns. You've heard this from the Secretary of
5: And welcome back to Flavor Politic Podcast. It is the 19th of October, year for Lord, 2023. A day after happy birthday to my sis. Brother, I make videos, and I almost made a video for this year, but it has always been a tradition for me to call and scream off key to her. And so that's what I did for her birthday. And we sent her an angel lamp, which is kind of pretty. So happy birthday, big sis. So there's our intro with the FBI saying what we all know. I mean, we have stats and a bit that kind of, there's going to be a terrorist attack and Andrew Mitchell a total hack um talking about the Middle East. We're going to do a quick uh kind of a few separate subjects up front. Um and then of course it's going to be heavy on Hamas. And I and I wanted to start with this little nugget. Oh, it's such a nugget. This is Newsweek and uh yeah, they ran that we're we're likely to try to kill in 2024 we are not the left that has actually killed people no that no that's not it it's it's uh the right then we find this out you know i i was not surprised by this it was instantly and i think i got it um Uh, fact check uh, it didn't happen that's what they tried to say breaking Biden's was ordered FBI to unannounce home visits Trump supporters nationwide over 100,000 knock-a-talk visits has occurred FBI agents say you haven't done anything wrong yet we just want to talk is this a form of intimidation the post, archive, breaking da 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 and they say they can't prove it but it's all over the place because would you be surprised if they did? No, no. Why would we? The reality is this week, Full Measure came out, and I really like Full Measure. Uh, It's Cheryl Atkinson's show. It comes on local channels. And this is just a taste. I'm not gonna play the whole thing because it's kind of long. So if you can see it, you need to. This is their research on January 6th.
6: Coming up this week on Full Measure, our year-long investigation into the January 6th Capitol riots. We've reviewed key video moments with numerous law enforcement experts. They're flagging unusual behavior on the part of some protesters and police asking why some instigators were left behind police lines and even allowed to lead the crowd to the deadly confrontation where a capitol police lieutenant shot and killed unarmed protester ashley babbitt Here's a gun! Here's a gun! what role did undercover agents and informants play in that day's chaos
5: well we kind of know what that's about don't we i mean it's fairly obvious they had a lot to do with it the the guy who was running around screaming about it got to get in the Capitol got a misdemeanor. 63% of everybody that was charged, whether they went or not, went to jail yet we put nobody in jail for the crimes that happened um, during the Summer Love or Jane's Revenge there was a bunch of them Then this leaked out, a bunch of billionaires talking and I think this is just apropos of everything and it will then lead us into our segments on uh, Hamas and the war in the Middle East about who handled the Middle East better, Trump or Biden?
7: the most important thing that is resoundingly obvious about Jared Kushner is that he is incredibly thoughtful and incredibly competent. And why did we have to spend years being fed all of these stupid lies? Because one can judge for oneself, but Jared Kushner is thoughtful. He's smart. And I thought to myself, I was fed all these lies for years about how this guy was like, moping around in the shadows and this and that. And it was all not true. Well, no, when I say it's non-traditional, if you sent, you know, any president's son-in-law, daughter-in-law, whatever child to go to the Middle East on its surface, this seems insane. But in fact, they did good work. And so it's not traditional. it's, It's not what you would expect. He's thoughtful and competent. That's what I thought after I that's what I got out of it as well is that he's thoughtful
8: and competent The thing that was smart about Trump was that he was willing to do business.
9: Yes, he was willing to
8: negotiate and he didn't feel the need to make these moral condemnations all the time. He was willing to meet with Kim Jong-un. He was willing to meet with Putin and and Xi Jinping and he avoided uh, criticizing them personally. He didn't call them dictators. He talked about how smart they are. Yeah, it's the art of the deal. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, he's looking to do business and we need a little bit more of that. And I think this is why Jared Kushner was successful is he went in there with the mindset of a businessman. Yeah. How do we find something that's beneficial to both sides?
7: Totally right. I think that when Trump was elected, I was told that it was the end of the world. And that's what I thought. And I'd already underwritten him as an F. okay. And then four years into the presidency, he was probably like a c in my mind and then as i get a little bit of distance away i realized no hold on a second this guy was like a bb plus like he was pretty good and unfortunately the few things that if he if he could have just pushed through would have really saved america the biggest one being these hundred-year bonds it it would have kept america from getting into the precipice of fiscal ruin and we'd be in a highly different situation and i'm not sure we could have ever given him credit for it but The further and further I get away from him and the less emotional I am, he did a pretty good job. He was a pretty good president.
5: Wow. Uh, You know, he's a jackass. I don't like him. I think he's a piece of shit. I've never liked him. But when you break it down, he did great things. He destroyed those great things with his fucking mouth and Twitter. Could be the best president ever if he just wasn't a jackass so breaking into this 71 percent call the defense of war a justified one i did a youtube yesterday it's higher than that way higher there are like all sorts of people coming through it's not even not even funny um I don't under... I, I just don't... I don't understand what I'm seeing. Um, we, we had an embassy attacked, and when the embassy was attacked, this is what Biden said, and here's a short snippet from 60 Minutes. This is what 60 Minutes covered.
2: But the point is this, that uh, um, I was deeply saddened and outraged by the... Uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday and based on what i've seen it appears as though it was done by the other team not not you but there's a lot of people out there not sure so we got a lot we got to overcome a lot of things
5: The president is asking for billions of dollars for Israel and Ukraine. But
3: Congress is paralyzed. Hard-right Republicans are obstructing the election of a Speaker of the House. Does the dysfunction that we've seen in Congress increase the danger in the world?
2: Yes. Look, this is not your father's Republican Party. 30% of it is made up of these MAGA Republicans who are maybe... Democracy is something I don't... They don't look at it the same way you and I look at democracy. The other team, and he had to
5: read it off a note card. Problem is, we found out that there's at least two that have come across the border. So to the FBI thing... Oh, it's going to happen, but Axios was covering... uh, clusters of guns in the most red states just being red states that correlate with high homicide rate is that all nothing else no other factors of course it's blue cities it's the rules the left ran with this that it was the best interview anybody had ever fucking done on planet earth the guy is I have a tape later that's just crazy but he left with nobody Nobody. He he didn't work to bring home anybody. So my question is, who should be the better president? If you don't like, you know, Trump, because you think Trump's a douche. Well, it's kind of obvious that Florida, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is doing something right.
4: We saw an emotional homecoming overnight for more than 270 Americans just evacuated from Israel. They were flown to Tampa, Florida, and this morning they are opening up about their experiences. NBC's Dasha Burns joins us now with more on all this. Hi, Dasha, good morning.
10: Hey, Hoda, good morning. That's right. And look, most major airlines canceled flights in and out of Israel after those Hamas attacks. But here in Florida, the DeSantis administration launched evacuation operations. And last night we met with folks who finally made it home and we heard their stories. Today, more than 270 Americans evacuated from Israel are back in the United States. Arriving in Tampa overnight on the first flight to return to the U.S. in an operation organized by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis.
0: It's very emotional to be here, to be away from all of that.
10: Ninety-one of the passengers arriving last night were children.
0: These kids are having
8: to dodge rockets. These kids are having terrorists come after them. Not the way this world should be.
10: The Gobioffs spent much of the last week huddled in a Jerusalem bomb shelter with their toddler. Can you describe the level of fear right now, the level of fear that you had while you were in Israel and the level of fear in your community? So, uh, on a physical sense,
11: uh, we're very thankful that we're here. We are very blessed that we had a governor, we have Hashem that got us here. I mean, God took care of everything. But uh, on on an emotional level, it is very overwhelming to be in a situation where you have a fear of your life.
10: For many, the homecoming is joyful, but the heartache isn't over. Liat Paradise was in Tel Aviv when the war began.
12: So much. It's just, it's so much heartbreak.
5: Why isn't this an issue for Biden? Why is a Florida governor and NGOs once again getting involved? Why? Well, it could have something to do that they are still um, coddling Iran. I mean, fact that the overwhelming majority of Palestinians have nothing to do. It's that it's that fucking thing he does with. Uh, well, you know the other team are good too. We don't. We don't want to offend Iran. It's always Iran. 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 So far away. Iran, and I'm sick of hearing about fucking Iran. He's also handing. A hundred fucking thousand dollars to Iran. And Jake Sullivan was on Face the Nation, and all he could talk about is not really talking about Iran.
1: The United States deployed a second aircraft carrier to the Eastern Mediterranean. I'm wondering if you have new intelligence that shows that the threat from Iran is growing.
13: We don't have some specific new intelligence that the threat is different today from yesterday. The threat yesterday was real. The threat today is real. There is a risk of an escalation of this conflict, the opening of a second front in the north, and of course of Iran's involvement. That is a risk, and that's a risk that we have been mindful of since the start. It's why the president moves so rapidly and decisively uh, to get an aircraft carrier into the eastern Mediterranean, to get aircraft into the Gulf uh, because he wants to send a very clear message of deterrence to any state or any actor that would seek to exploit this situation.
1: Well, Iran's foreign minister uh, put out a public statement uh, saying that Iran cannot remain a spectator. What does that mean to you? Are you concerned about proxy forces or are you concerned that the state of Iran is getting drawn in?
13: Well, first, we are concerned about proxy forces. Uh, Lebanese Hezbollah, proxy force of Iran, is there a raid on Israel's northern border with uh, considerable military capacity uh, and a history of attacking the state of Israel? Mm-hmm. And in fact, we have seen in the last few days skirmishes across that northern border. That only enhances the risk of escalation. But of course, we can't rule out that Iran would choose to get directly engaged some way. We have to prepare for every possible contingency.
1: Is there diplomatic outreach to Iran right now?
13: We have means of communicating privately with Iran uh, and we have availed ourselves of those means over the past few days to make clear privately that which we have said publicly.
5: Why is Iran so important? Well, if you're a righty, you look at this. We had our attack the day of Rage when he gave hundred million dollars rent off his card. Mini Hassan. I'm hearing the same in the US a domestic electoral fallout from this war and the US support for Israel assault on Gaza could end up with the Biden losing a swing state like Michigan. Michigan. Really? Michigan. That That's what you're going with, Michigan? Where we just watched... Terrible... Fucking... Terrible... Protest Pro? 60 Minutes also went after Florida governor, because, of course, why not? It costs $600,000, so him flying migrants to Martha's Vineyard. That's what we brought back because what do we do? What do we do now? He did something good. And while he was doing it, this is Biden on Air Force One last night.
2: Virtually every... shooting, every circumstance where a large number of people have been victimized and lost. I spoke to them. I learned a long time ago what you've all learned in your life. When someone's going through something that is beyond their comprehension, they've never thought they'd have to it through. They see someone who they think understands or maybe they through something not the same but similar. It gives them some sense of hope. And I always get criticized sometimes on my staff because when I go to these events, I stay for three to four hours and answer all their questions. But it matters. It matters a lot. And uh, and look, I'm talking some of you have gone through a hell of a lot more than I've gone through, and a lot more than other people. You understand. So it's just, it's just, uh, people are looking for just something to grab. Something that gives them some sense, sense of hope. And that's, if I can do a little bit of that, then it's, you know, it's worth doing. It's not for me. So you see,
5: That's your Commander-in-Chief. That's fucking scary. I mean, I, I'm I literally really got scared because um, that's all they know. All they know to do is dog the right. They don't have anything else in their kit bag. Their kit bag is. The right's garbage, and we're better than them. And he's better than anything Trump could ever be. But that's your president. A fucking suit bone. Then, of course, we had this happen yesterday. And I, I'm only gonna play a few seconds of it, but I wanna ask everybody out there, we just put close to 1,100 people in jail for an insurrection. So what the fuck is this? Very, very closely, a, uh, a lot of representatives walk through this building, this area frequently. Uh, especially now, since they're dealing with this House speakership uh, battle, this drama taking place there. Well, let's just listen in here on live now from Fox. What is that? I mean, if that's not an insurrection, what is? They occupied the capital, But we're not calling it that. There's no, you know, we need to impeach people. There's no that violent rhetoric. Oh, we got some in a bit that there's violent rhetoric that a kid got killed, but we don't have that people occupied the Capitol because the left is lying about everything. Here's a short video, I'm gonna cut chop it in half. It is really great. Me and the wife watched it it's from Ben Shapiro and it literally covers the history. And And if you don't know the history, I ask you to go to Ben Shapiro's page, it's eight minutes long, and watch this, because this is the real history of the West Bank.
9: The things that we have been seeing on our screens from Hamas are atrocities, obviously. But the media have said that these atrocities, they're really missing context. The context they are providing, well, that context is a bunch of lies. There are four myths generally propagated by the left around the history of Israel and the Palestinians. These myths matter because they lead people into a peculiar moral relativism whereby attempted murder or successful murder of Jews is excused. And meanwhile, the evil human rights violations of the Palestinians are minimized. Myth number one, Israel is historically Muslim territory. This is a pure and absolute lie. Israel is historically Jewish territory. According to the Bible and certain interpretations of contemporaneous archeology, span Joshua entered the land of Israel in 1400 BC. The kingdom of David was founded around 1000 BC. The first temple of Solomon was built in approximately 957 BC. The second temple was built in approximately 515 BC. The Hasmonean dynasty was founded in 166 BC. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 BC, and the Jews exiled from Israel in 136 CE after the defeat of the Bar Kokhba revolt. The Romans, in an attempt to shame the Jews, renamed the area Palestine as an insult after the Jews' historic enemy, the Philistines. Even during the exile, there was continuous Jewish presence in the land. Islam, which is the religion of the Palestinian Arabs, was not even founded until the 7th century CE or AD. No independent Arab state has ever existed in the area known as Palestine. Myth number two, Israel is the cause of the failure of land partition in the Middle East. This is, again, a pure lie. In 1917, the British promised the Jews the entire area of Palestine. At the time, Israel and Transjordan, which is today's Jordan. In 1920, the Arabs began pogroms, a mass murder of Jews, in Jerusalem as a sign of anger at the British mandate in Palestine. In 1922, the British government, in response, announced in a white paper that the Transjordan area, 70% of Palestine, would be sliced off and made an Arab state. That would become Jordan. In 1937, the Peel Commission recommended a rump state for the Jews, in which the British would retain control over Jaffa and Jerusalem, the Arabs would get the entire Negev and nearly the entirety of Judea and Samaria, and the Jews would get a tiny swath of territory along the coast, including Tel Aviv and Haifa. In 1939, the British, in response again to Arab pressure, restricted Jewish immigration to Palestine just as the Nazis began World War II and just before the Holocaust. Nonetheless, the Jews sided with the Brits, the Arabs sided with Hitler. In 1948, the British Mandate ended and Israel declared its independence. David Ben-Gurion read the Proclamation of Independence to 13 other members of the Israel Provisional National Council. Israel had taken its place among the nations of the world. In 1964, with the Arabs still in full control of the Gaza Strip and West Bank, the Palestine Liberation Organization was founded, calling for the destruction of Israel. Here is a contemporaneous British report and the first chairman of the Palestine Liberation Organization. One of the most extreme anti-Israeli politicians in the Arab world, Ahmed El Shoukhe,
10: the leader of the Palestine Liberation Organization. As the spokesman for one million Palestine refugees, he's fanned the flames of hatred for Israel with unflagging
9: energy. In 1967, the Arab League announced the three no's. No peace, no recognition, no negotiations. With all of Israel's enemies mobilizing against it, Israel launched a preemptive strike on the Egyptian Air Force, inaugurating the 1967 Six-Day War. This ended with Israel gaining miraculously the Sinai Desert, the Golan Heights, the Gaza Strip, Judea and Samaria, now known as the West Bank, as well as the entirety of Jerusalem. In 1973, the Arabs launched all-out war again, this time on Yom Kippur. Israel survived and gained territory. It goes on for quite a ways, um,
5: they haven't owned the West Bank. It's all a lie. Video purports shows tied Hamas terrorists torture with baby shark like videos. And people said, uh, oh, that's bad. Sounds like torture. Yeah, it is. So to start the ugly, I'm going to show you a footage of a terrorists who are filming themselves and they got fucking schwacked. And this made me giggle. All right? Compilation of video from uh, October 7th, because I don't believe uh, enough is enough. This is what these cocksuckers did. You'll see a break, and then we'll get into some action from Israelis. We'll get into a video. No, that's as far as we'll go. I won't put the break, it'll just be Israelis um, attacking. So, here is war footage. This is graphic.
4: the
2: <laughs>
14: This one, please
15: hold the camera,
2: the ياشد التاريخ اني اول قتيل انا قلت له اول قتيل
15: هات سكينه بس هات سكينه هات
2: سكينه
15: هات سكينه
2: هات سكينه انا 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 عليك انا انا عليك انا انا بالله عليك انا الله اكبر هات الثانيه الله اكبر
15: الحمد الله
2: اكبر
5: You know, um, I, I don't talk to it but every April and, and speak of um, more, I don't think the left understands who these people are. I don't think they understand who they are and the way the media tries to censor everything and like this one that it was you know uh, an older fucking video seriously false label that's that's what we did cuz it was dated but it's Hamas I really don't think they understand who they're dealing with they these motherfuckers don't care about you they would love to kill AOC They would love to kill Tlaib. She's still a piece of shit to them. doesn't matter how much she purports to support them. They will kill all of them. They'd kill you. They'd kill me. They just, that's what they do. We don't, you know, the problem with America is we live this great life. And the day I'm doing a short section on it where the most important thing is that uh, Taylor Swift's fucking some goddamn football player and I don't give a fuck but it's everywhere even during this that's all you hear, Taylor Swift's fucking some guy they went to dinner we get wrapped up in our popular culture and with kings and queens in Britain and we look at all this insignificant bullshit we worry about trends and if somebody liked our post we are such small insignificant, totally distracted idiots that let them hand us phones and, and, and brainwash ourselves to not notice that everything around us is really bad. It's fallen apart. The very structure of our country is just it's fucked. It's truly fucked. These people They don't fucking care about that shit. All they care about is pushing the caliphate. And if it takes killing every Taylor Swift, if it takes massacring babies in cribs, they give zero fucks. Man, I hate to sound like the old guy, but I met him. I was no different than any other fucking American. I thought the whole Al-Qaeda thing was horse shit. I thought it was just all made up. It wasn't real. And I flew into a fucking valley that nobody'd want to live in. We had a shit in a hut. And I'm talking surface lay. You had to go get your water. They didn't have refrigerators. and had their meat just hanging up with flies all over it. And all these people were from colleges in America, California and Oregon license plates, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan. They had come to this shithole in the mountain after getting their dicks handed to them in Tora Bora. And they were still planning a way to fucking kill us all. I talk about the kingdom That's their whole goal. Kill every infidel. All of us. It doesn't matter how woke you are. It doesn't matter how nice you are. It doesn't matter that you feel for them. It doesn't matter if you send money to them. It doesn't matter. Their goal is a caliphate. A religious sharia. That's their goal. And they give zero fucks how they get there. They don't care how horrible they are, how heinous they are, how many people they kill. They don't care if they kill other Muslims. They give zero fucks. But yet, in our country, with our popular culture, I'm gonna I had it separated, but I'm just gonna play it all. We're just gonna play it's I'll see you in about uh, well, it's gonna be a while. About eight minutes. Six minutes. We got people talking to the protesters, protests, students at the Capitol, a professor that you've probably seen, students ripping down pro-Israeli stuff, dude interviewing people. I'll move that to the front. These are on campuses. These are a protest. These people believe that by being virtuous and being woke, they're exempt. But I'm here to tell you, As an old-school liberal. Was in Afghanistan thinking how fucked up it is when we were there. And that everybody around us had been getting fucked with since Genghis motherfucking con. And then the guy that I became friends with put a goddamn toe popper on the side of a trail. And somebody caught him. The day I would have stepped on it. Because I always cut the corner and went into the tent. He was a nice guy. He had lived in America. I thought he was awesome. He was an Islamist. He had only volunteered to be a Terp to try to help Al-Qaeda. And that's the day all of a sudden all my feelings of how fucked up we were in our foreign policy and how maybe we were a problem... Glowingly exposed itself as the fact that it doesn't matter what we do. These fuckheads are evil.
12: Hamas is not a terrorist group. Oh, it isn't, man. First of all, Hamas is not a terrorist group. Hamas is not a terrorist group.
13: What is it? Like a motorcycle club?
12: Resistance. It is a resistance that has been fuming for 75 years of colonialism of occupation of murder of rape of little children of women that's what they are they are resistance do you
13: think canada is a colonialist country too
12: everything that they do is justified
13: including what happened last week
12: every single thing they have done is justified
13: ma'am there were children murdered there were babies beheaded
12: babies beheaded really please educate yourself Please, Please check the news okay. because, as, as a news reporter, you gotta check the fucking news okay. because they said that that shit was fake, okay? Multiple times. Different channels, different... Even Biden himself, his his ministers and his idiots said himself that that news was fake. So, there's no 40 behead, beheaded babies. And there were no, no
13: 1,300 people. deaths is in no Israel? Evidence,
12: there's no evidence. There's no photos whatsoever. Hamas is a Muslim, a Muslim group. They would never do that because it's, it's against Islam. That's number one. And that's something that they showed... Do you really believe that? There is evidence of Israeli women saying that they gave us water, they gave us food, they gave us a, a place to, to, to sleep comfortably. They gave us clothes, they got them to cover up out of respect. This is actual women having interviews talking about when they were hostages or when they were taking in, sorry, when, when Hamas members were, were coming into their house. These are actual Israeli women saying this is how they were. Even at some point a Hamas fighter told, told one of the women, can I have a banana? to eat. He asked if he could eat a banana that was in her home. Does that sound like a terrorist to you?
11: Any feelings about what's going on in Israel at the moment?
10: Oh, is it the one where they drive like is it the Pakistan thing, too? Is it that? Because I see people driving around saying, like, free Pakistan.
11: Free Pakistan? Yeah,
10: like I, I don't Palestine
11: and I think it's Palestine. Yeah.
10: Sorry, Palestine. my bad.
11: I was at UCLA, the crown jewel of the UC system, which a day earlier had been a hotbed of protest.
2: <laughs>
11: Since terrorists attacked Israel on October 7th and murdered 1,300 people, progressives across the globe have gathered for Hamas pep rallies.
0: <laughs> Glory to the martyrs.
8: The resistance came in electrified hang gliders and took
2: at least several dozen
8: hipsters.
11: It sure was an exciting week. And Friday was the so-called Global Day of Jihad, a loose translation of this former Hamas leader's call for an international day of anti-Israel protest. I wondered what the UCLA kids would be up to. I'm not seeing much jihad. With no obvious revolutionaries to be found, I interviewed whoever would talk to me about their thoughts on Israel.
10: I've seen like a lot of celebrities posting and in favor of Israel and not necessarily having an educated view on it. So they're um, not necessarily Focusing on the fact that Palestine is being um, targeted, they're having a lot of like terrorist attacks towards them. And
11: what terrorist attacks have uh, on on Palestinians have been particularly disturbing to you?
10: I don't think I have specifics on anything. All I know is that I'm all for free Palestine. I've so heard a little bit. I mean, I know that there's an official declaration of war.
11: Do, do you have a sense of like what was leading up to the declaration of war?
10: I know, uh, the, I know. I know mean, the Hamas are involved.
11: I know there's something going on right now. Were you around at all yesterday for the bruhaha for Giannis? Uh, Giannis. Who's Giannis? Basketball player. What happened to him? He's just super famous, and he showed up at
14: campus,
13: and oh, everyone wait. was
14: everyone was freaking out. That's all we were talking about.
13: Obviously, what happened in.
14: Uh, Sorry, this is a
13: lot Israel. Israel. What happened in Israel is a horrible. Thing. Um, nobody should be the victim of a terrorist attack. We can't really just pick a side. There's a lot of gray areas. Um, what well, if you had to pick one? See, it's not life's not black and white though. There should be no hate towards nobody, um, except Hamas. But you can't go blaming one side or the other, and no side is right or wrong. There's a lot of gray area in this. Is um, one
11: side ever right or wrong in anything?
13: Um, Lebron was the 2016 champion uh, versus Steph Curry, and he was right. He won.
11: Israel, Palestine. Go. Israel. Why Israel? I just, I mean, Israel's had it rough. Uh, Israel. Oh. Are you Jewish, if I can ask? No. Ah. Well, that's an extra point. Non-Jew pro-Israel counts double. That is horrible. Someone is waiting for their food. This is the first act of jihad I've seen all day.
14: Alright, who else can we talk to? This is not like an equal fight. Israel is one of the most powerful military powers in the world. On the flip side, you have Palestine who doesn't even have an official military. They don't have like a solid government. Hamas is the closest thing that they have, and we obviously know that they're like really problematic.
12: Education is really important. I think people just like don't know the entire story of it. You have to understand like Palestine has been going through similar like terrorist attacks from Israel. Are there any
11: particular ones that you're thinking of?
12: I mean, not really, just like seeing the news, you can like see like drone strikes and like air raids and everything like that
14: they they both want the extermination of the other person. do you think that when the land was partitioned in like the forties that the Arab side should have accepted what what happened then? um I'm gonna be honest, I don't know enough about the like details. I would assume that if it was a fair agreement, they would have gone with it um so the only reasonable assumption is it probably just wasn't fair. I don't, I don't, I don't think side-picking
11: is the right, like, state of consciousness. Give us something where you're on very clearly on one side. <laughs> um, I mean, I try not to do that. Give us one opinion you have. We need to get over using violence to deal with stuff. I think you'd like to, like to live in a, a better world. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to live in a better world and, um, than Uh, the the one that
2: exists.
4: Was
10: exhilarating. It was exhilarating. It was exhilarating, was energizing. And
0: if they weren't exhilarating no, 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 no. by this, this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting
12: of the balance of power, then they wouldn't act you and I was
0: exhilarating.
12: No.
5: They don't care. That first lady, she shouldn't be in America. She needs to go the fuck away. Because that person will kill people in this country eventually. Do we remember San Bernardino? Then you you see them chasing and beating a guy with a freaking Jewish flag. That's London. These they're evil. They're fucking evil and if you believe what they believe that America and it's all fake and the Jews and the Jews and the Jews. If you start your sentence with the Jews you're a fucking anti-Semite. Cornell Why is he still employed? Why? If a fucking pro-Israel person literally said, I was exhilarated watching Hamas getting schwacked. It was awesome that we'll see in a bit that their rocket fell on their own people and killed them you know what happened to that person but no on campuses we don't fucking care this is uh I don't think I got this did I get this oh here's TikTok yeah we uh TikTok's awesome yeah, we we ripped down fucking stuff. That's that's fucking great. Good job, TikTok. Good work, TikTok. You fucking rock. Yeah. Good shit. Good fucking shit. I didn't I didn't get this guy. So, we're going to I'll just read it. We don't know. Live tweet in the hard grad student union. The HPU began by leadership reading a statement from doc students, including comments highly critical of Israel. Speaker asked that if the condemnation being made against Hamas, they should also condemn Israel. Procedural moves to categorize different statements proposed by union members. Participants ask how they will re- reconcile statements if multiple statements get support for membership. A participant is asking how the union is reconciling his decisions. Rep says they did take a position on Ukraine. and I'm not going to waste your time. It's the same old shit. Jews bad. Jews bad. Jews bad. NBC News? Well, of course, because they're liberals, we instantly started going and this is before we get to the hospital and shit. They ran this from a Journalist, but I will tell you she's not a journalist. She's an Islamist. There's a total difference
10: Also in a place far away from the window
9: That's the view from the balcony There is literally <coughs> No view you can't see anything
14: i found really close to my house That's my
10: window
9: right now. That's the view. People in the street are calling for ambulance, but there is no ambulance. We're all
10: gathering at our neighbor's house. No internet, no electricity until now. It's around 7 p.m. We literally
9: don't know what's happening in the world. We are just listening to bombs. No one knows anything, literally. Hi, I'm Arisna. I'm in Zahra. I'm not sure if I'm in Zahra. I'm not sure I'm
12: in Zahra.
10: house is
16: basically burning behind my back.
4: The more I walk, the speechless
9: I get.
10: I'm at my neighbor's house. They're not in their house, and their house is still like that. The view here in Gaza, the situation is just getting worse. There are literally no words to describe what's happening. No electricity, no water, no internet, like almost 90% of Gaza, they don't have connection. We can't even call each other.
5: Now, I wanna ask you, just to play along, what's the difference between that and AOSA?
4: As all of this kind of kicked off, you and several other of your colleagues uh, released a statement calling on a, for a ceasefire mm-hmm. uh, in the region. But I wonder, what is Israel supposed to do about Hamas after they murdered, brutalized, mm-hmm. uh, abducted over a mm-hmm. thousand of their citizens? Are they supposed to just do nothing?
10: Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well, and what is important is for us to identify our
4: goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means. But if I I may, Congresswoman, I think the position from Israel's perspective is that there was already an attack, Mm -hmm. and Hamas already committed an attack. Mm -hmm. After that happened, do you really believe that they should not respond to that?
10: I think what is important in terms of response is Israel does have a right to to self-defense. I think what we need to take a look at in this situation is if collective punishment qualifies as defense, if the blockade on water.
5: I, I literally cut that down because, I mean, what in the actual fucking fuck was she saying? what is she saying does anybody know what she's saying because i don't i don't I don't know what she's saying that's just some sawed off shit um i i once again i i don't i don't get it i i don't i don't fucking get it why we we allow politicians and far left people to be able to exist on our airwaves. I mean that's what it's about, the airwaves. Why do we allow that? What do we benefit from that? I don't I don't know. Because to me it just seems that they are actually the people with violent rhetoric they are actually the people that are rooting for the other team almost every fucking minute of every day it's it's astounding that somehow some way we we think it's freedom of speech that that's not freedom of speech that's that's somebody literally lying. I mean, if you really want to think about it, it it's, it's lying. I, I don't understand why we, we authorize it. We accentuate it. We, we say, all right, you know, this, this is us. We, we listen to both sides. L- let's be honest. We don't listen to both sides of the right. Not at all. You know, we say the right needs to be shut down because they're going to make people do evil stuff. Do we not say that? That's that's what we're. Uh, we literally had a judge in a court in America just say that a president of the United States needs to fucking shut his pie hole and can't speak about things. During the time he's running for president. Does that make sense? Does anybody think that makes sense? Because his speech is dangerous. It could cause violence misinformation that's that's what they're saying and I stare at it and just go are you fucking shitting me what the fuck was that is that not misinformation anybody anybody out there because last time I checked that's fucking misinformation 100% misinformation but we don't shut that shit down not at all. Then you got the real anti-Semites. The real pieces of shit. And these are politicos. So we're gonna have BLM and then Mar doing the right thing and shutting down this fucking dickhead running his goddamn mouth, trying to both sideism. An ex-Bernie bro. But this picture, this is first video As co-founder Patrice Culler led a delegation to the West Bank. Lamont Hill is there. And look who they're holding hands with.
8: We came here to Palestine to stand in love and revolutionary struggle with our brothers and sisters. We come to a land that has been stolen by greed and destroyed by hate. We come here... And we learn laws that have been co-signed in ink, but written in the blood of the innocent. And we stand next to people who continue to courageously struggle and resist the occupation. People who continue to dream and fight for freedom. From Ferguson to Palestine, the struggle for freedom continues. I that, that does not mean we can't have a conversation about the deeper context here. We have to have that conversation. That does not justify in any way what happened. You said there's a siege on Gaza. That's right. There has also been a blockade uh, since 2007. Um, that is part of this context. Again, not a justification, never a justification. Um, well, a blockade from a, a land they gave
2: back. Yeah.
8: They, they withdrew gave back. Right. Then Gaza is well, not occupied. Well, they withdrew occupied. their forces... You're and settlements from within Gaza. Okay, but the reason there's a blockade is to stop shit like this from happening.
2: No, I agree with that. That's the whole point. And
16: they gave it back. They said, you know what? Make your life on your own.
5: Yeah, those are the good guys. Remember, you're told that all the time. They're the good guys, you're the bad guys. That's the way it is. So let's get into the things that happened. So first and foremost, by now, I hope you know, I mean, you should know that they fired a rocket. The rocket misfired and landed on people and killed people. And then at, per SOP, as we always do with this, the media runs with the lies from Hamas. It's happened so many times in my life. I don't even know how to do, to bitch about it. It's just what they do. They, they run with the other side. And once again, I think one of the greatest things is last night I was watching a video. Um, Shapiro was at a college. I never found out what the college was. And a guy asked that question, why the fuck does the Jewish community side with liberals? He didn't have an answer because it doesn't make any sense. They unequivocally, every fucking time, jump to the side of a moth and side with them. And I don't know why because it's always a lie. It just, it's always a lie. Always. And in this case, It was an obvious lie. There was no huge crater. It's not a damn buster. They don't take out hospitals. They'll take out buildings, and they tell everybody get the fuck out of the building. They do roof knocks, but they don't take out hospitals. But like in the Iraq War, the stand, Vietnam, name a damn war that the media wasn't on the other fucking
6: team. Now, to Ben's point, the reaction on the Arab Street is a critical factor that's playing out at this hour. But why was there this reaction on the Arab Street? It's because, for some reason, the news media ran out there and took the word lock, stock and barrel of a Hamas ministry spokesperson. And, of course, it was an Israeli airstrike before there was any evidence. Now, I agree. At this hour, we don't know. The IDF has put out a radar track showing that the missile from Islamic Jihad flew right over the hospital. They also say that there's a signal intercept of Islamic Jihad fighters talking about firing this rocket. So we don't have the evidence, and I take the point earlier, we may never know. But the fact that it was reported breathlessly, word for word, from Hamas, which obviously has no credibility. I mean, they told your — they told Richard Engel they've released the hostages if there was no airstrikes within one hour. Your reporter just gave a set of piece in which he said, there's been no airstrikes here for three hours. So where are the hostages? They're nowhere to be found. So I don't think we can credit Hamas. I think this is a dicey situation. I credit the president for going. uh, And hopefully they'll be calm. Hopefully they'll be humanitarian relief inside the southern part of the Gaza Strip, um, and the U.S. can kind of transmit a, a
0: message of strength. And they are providing a lot of uh, intelligence that they say that they have gathered, both conversations with Hamas militants, uh, and also pointing to uh, some of the facts on the ground. One of the key pieces of information that they said that bolsters their claim is this idea that there was no crater uh, on the ground. But amid all of this, we have yeah. already watched as the Arab world in particular has already yeah. made up their minds about the situation. Um, and that is something that Israel is certainly fighting against, and they're fighting against it because they have had a credibility problem in the past, including uh, with the killing of the journalist Shireen Abu Akleh last year when the Israeli government initially claimed that it was Palestinian militants and not Israeli soldiers who fired on her. I asked the IDF spokesman that question. Among other incidents, the Israeli government initially claimed that it was armed Palestinian militants who killed the journalist Shireen Abu Akleh, which we know is not true. So why should the world trust you now?
6: Because of uh, the importance of credibility. We took the time, took us more than five hours. We wanted to double-check everything, make sure we're credible. Again, we wanted to double-check everything, make sure we're credible, opposed to the other events that you mentioned.
15: People are very angry, and of course nothing can be more embarrassing than a deliberate war crime uh, of an Israeli airstrike killing civilians and killing innocent children and, and, and women. 500 victims and uh, hundreds of other injured who could die at any moment. And let me tell you that what we believe is that, and we urge you to remember that the Israeli military lied to the world in many occasions before changing their stories. Many times. A very good example of that was their denial of killing Shiri, the American Palestinian journalist Shirin Abu Aqli and changing their story four times. Today, they already changed their story three times, but the world doesn't notice that. The first time they said that they striked the hospital because there were militants, Hamas militants hiding there. Then they said that Hamas is taking Palestinian civilians as, 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 uh, as shields, human shields. Then they said that it was jihad and it was a rocket of jihad. I do not... Israel's already reduced many
3: parts of Gaza to rubble since last week's attack. More than 2,700 Palestinians killed in just over a week and nearly 10,000 wounded. Gaza is awash with grief and despair. This ice cream truck turned into a makeshift morgue. Palestinians are lining up for whatever resources they can get as Israel's completely cut off food and electricity and limited water to the territory. Outside one bakery, desperation setting in. Hospitals are overwhelmed, as the UN warns that the fuel that keeps those critical facilities open will soon run out. I spoke on the phone with Maha Barakat, an aid worker from New Jersey. She managed to flee south, but says she's already run out of water and only has enough gas to make one attempt to leave. There are those voices there across this region and elsewhere who say the price of military action is too great, that too many civilians are now dying, too many Palestinians already dying.
13: We're in a full war here, and the responsibility isn't on us. You should take that question straight back, to Hamas. We are here because we have no other choice.
5: Israel's thundering airstrikes on Gaza continues to level entire neighborhoods, while in the occupied West Bank, 55 Palestinians have been killed in the past week alone in clashes with Israeli troops, during arrest rates, and in attacks by Jewish settlers. As Israel's strikes only intensify, hospitals are at breaking point. There are so many injured, they have to be treated on the floor. <laughs> This exhausted doctor discovers his wife and children have been injured in an attack, and later finds out one of his young sons didn't survive. This man tries to soothe a bruised and battered baby by singing him a prayer. A little boy says his last goodbye to his mother.
11: In Gaza, the humanitarian crisis is worsening. Around 600,000 Palestinians have followed Israel's orders, according to the Israeli army, to evacuate northern Gaza, which is expected to bear the brunt of an Israeli ground assault. But not everyone can leave, like the 22 children at an orphanage in Gaza City our crew visited. Twelve of the children here are disabled. They're being cared for now by only two adults, after the rest of the staff left for safer areas,
5: so in that you, of course, have CNN taking a Palestinian official and repeat it. You have MSNBC breathlessly, word for word, quoting what they said, and then you have the Nets. They they were on that quickly. It was like propaganda, ice cream truck, morgue, all that stuff we played last show. Yeah, they were on it. They they were fucking hunter on it. CBS parrots, Hamas, Israel behind hospital blasts. They bring terror to Gaza. I didn't play that one. But then we have a guy who was seemingly being more objective. Tapper defends Hamas propaganda death toll. No reason to doubt. Those are the words he's about to say. And then Tapper's 9-11 twist. It's incredibly important to lecture about American Islamophobia. I shit you fucking not. He gets the jerk off of the week award.
0: I love the politics.
5: The
10: media jerk off of the week.
13: Remains to be seen. Some sort of an explosion at this hospital. Uh, according, the death toll is uh, is high. Hundreds killed, uh, according to Hamas officials, on the ground. Um, what we have seen, certainly in the past, is uh, either uh, an Israeli strike or an accidental strike, intentional or accidental, or a Hamas rocket launch that then falls short. Uh, and lands killing civilians, which we have also seen in past conflicts. So, uh, at this point, it is still very early. We're trying to gain more information on the ground, Jake.
16: Yeah, no, I mean, this is always a very difficult situation because right now we have reports of hundreds killed, and there's no reason to doubt that, but we don't know what caused it. We don't know who caused it. We don't know the situation under which this happened, uh, and we're trying to bring the best information we can uh, under the worst circumstances there are. Uh, so we will bring that as we can. Uh, obviously, um, reporting from Gaza is all but impossible right now for, for most most news organizations because I wanna bring in uh, Rula Jabral. She's a visiting professor at the University of Miami, a journalist, a foreign policy analyst, and an Israeli-Palestinian who's lo- who has loved ones both in Israel and in East Jerusalem uh, right now. Uh, Rula, uh, thanks so much how important do you think it is for people in the media for our political leaders for religious leaders to make this incredibly important distinction between hamas and not only the palestinian people um but arabs and muslims and, and all other people who who somehow might unfairly and, and wrongly be be lumped in with hamas
1: i think it's crucial it's 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 paramount I mean, as we see the rise of hate crimes in America, as we see death threats in Michigan, in Brooklyn, restaurants are receiving death threats. Restaurants of of Syrians, Palestinians, Muslims, it doesn't matter. But it starts with the dehumanization, Jake. It starts with, with the language of officials, both in Israel and sadly in the United States, where they blurry the distinction They erase the distinction between civilians and militants and they carry this narrative that uh, Palestinians are animals are Nazis that the only way somehow uh, the solution for this conflict to wipe them out to exterminate them I mean I've been listening to many in the media and if we ever needed Palestinian voices to actually explain how do we get here and how we, where we go from here, it's now. If we ever needed rational thinking, I understand the fear, the emotions, I understand that what, you know, that, and I have empathy and, and compassion for the civilians who died after the attack. In the same time, we need, because of those emotions, because we've been there before, after 9-11, we've seen what happened when we overreact, we've seen what happened when we, the human and criminalize an entire group of people it actually reminds me of when after 9-11, in, in, the, you know, in the preparation for the war on war Iraq, a lot of Americans thought that the Iraqis were responsible for 9-11. Yeah. And that led to the invasion, and led to building up of the lie about WMD, and like there's, you know, there's a threat of extinction. We need to go there. And, with that, and now they regret these policies. And I remember also officials in the Bush administration coming out and saying, our policies are creating more extremists and more terrorists. But also, I remember, Barack Obama saying, you know, ISIS was the direct outgrowth of Al-Qaeda and it's related to our invasion and occupation of Iraq. I mean, I remember these things and it seemed we didn't learn enough.
5: They just can't help themselves. They feel they have to do it. This guy right here, this is the one I saved. I just saved it to put it off to its side. He acts... He's a Westerner, but he acts like he's, this is, I guess the best way to say it, because I'm trying to get it out of my mouth, because it's just so unbelievable. This guy is virtue signaling an example. I mean, if you went to Wikipedia, you're going to see this.
14: developing right now as we speak, but the Palestinian Health Ministry is saying a hospital in Gaza City in the northern end of Gaza has taken a direct hit from an Israeli airstrike. They are saying hundreds, at minimum 300 people, have been killed in this strike. Now, we have not yet heard any comments about this allegation from the Israeli military, but these images that are coming out of Gaza City are absolutely harrowing. It appears to show very, very significant damage in the courtyard area of this hospital. It's called Baptist Hospital. It's in the center of Gaza City. Um, The Palestinian president, the head of the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, has declared three days of mourning. He says all flags will be lowered to half staff because of the scale of the loss of life. The Palestinians are calling this a massacre. We do not, again, have any confirmation yet from the israelis they have repeatedly at points during this bombing campaign disputed that they were responsible for various strikes this happened in the northern half of gaza this is the area where israel is telling people to get out to
5: that is fucking disgusting so this is this is how it worked and um I don't think I grabbed the right one, but... Israeli... This is New York Times. Israeli strike kills hundreds in the hospital. Palestinians say. At least 500 dead in strike on hospital. At least 500 dead in blast at Gaza hospital. Palestinians say. And they slowly kind of start, Oh, shit. But... Le Fleur, And I don't know who this guy is. But if you really want to break it down you know break off a piece of that fucking Kit Kat bar It served its purpose. They know it's it's a the best way for Hamas to get some concessions and that's the team that they're for cuz Jews are bad I guess to our media is is to fucking win the PR war. Because they're not going to win. The the world's not going to let Hamas and Lebanon and Syria and all these cocksuckers take over. They're just, they're not. It means more dead people. Another holocaust. But life and liberty matters. New York Times editorial cycle spread a lie supporting the narrative, massage it until it's just true enough. Deny ever spreading a lie. Accuse other people of spreading misinformation. And that that's Jesus, that's it, man. That is the fucking circle jerk we do on every goddamn thing. And it's Rashida fucking Taleb. Israeli just bombed a Baptist hospital, killing five hundred doctors, children, just like that. POTUS, this is what happens you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire they have a video for her and I'm not going to play it because I'm not giving it her goddamn air time. She literally fucking cried. Because she wants to believe it. And she still does. She will never back off that. The reality is 100%. It's hands up, don't shoot. It's he died because of the cop george floyd when it was actually the fentanyl overdose what the cop did was brutal and horrible and i'm not condoning it i'm saying that's not what killed that the coroner's report said he died of an overdose he couldn't breathe because he was dying he swallowed his drugs that doesn't matter hands up don't chew matter bag of Skittle and Snapple don't matter. None of that shit ever ma- matters. You get out the lie, you roll the fucking lie, you stay with the lie. The lie is all you fucking know. And then you go back around and just say, hey, fuck you. Fuck all of you. They're the bad guys because we say it. For America, it's horrible because, once again, slowly but surely that 80% is going to start articulating down because it's just repetitive. But it's a dual threat because they want to bring motherfuckers in here from Gaza. And we already have way too many motherfuckers coming under over the southern border.
13: Good evening, Brett. And border officials
3: are concerned by the number of migrants from countries with ties to terrorism illegally crossing the U.S. southern border in just the past 14 days of this fiscal year. More than 30 Iranians, nearly 60 Syrians, some 35 Pakistanis, 285 Afghans, and nearly 2,000 Chinese have arrived. Now, CBP sources also confirmed, Brett, to Fox News that there have been at least two Iranian single adult males apprehended that landed on the terrorist screening watch list, meaning that they have potential ties to terrorism and could pose a serious threat to our national security.
5: Yeah, that's fucking fantastic. That's exactly what we fucking need. More whack jocks coming across the border. So to finish this, a man stabbed child to death and critically injured a woman in the south suburb Saturday morning because they are Muslim. We will, uh, the Will County Sheriff Office said Sunday. 71-year-old Joseph M. Cuba. Uh, when will Canada, uh, this this absolutely horrific, no person, no soul should justify this murder. We should not tolerate any hate crime, Islamophobia, in um, anti-Semitism. I am heartbroken, blah, 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 blah. I'm disgusted by this horrific violent hate crime that targeted an innocent Illinois mother and child because they are Muslim. I condemn the barbaric cold-blooded Timmy Duckworth. This is bigoted, senseless attack. As a Jew and a supporter of Israel, I condemn this horrible Islamophobic act of violence against an innocent child. See, it's not difficult at all. Because that's the problem. That, that's our problem. One side does, the other side does not. And why? Why can't they? Why won't they? What? I, I, I. It's very easy. Murdering anybody because of their fucking religion is fucking inconscientable, and you shouldn't be doing it. But the left can't do that. And as we're about to see in our last little tidbit, and then we'll move on to a different subject, going to do a little lighter fare. Here is PBS bringing on CARE, that's a terrorist-supporting organization. David Frum saying Israel's too cowardly for ground invasion in Gaza because he's a conservative. And then MSNBC outright says, Talk radio podcasting like me where the reason some dude went cuckoo for cocoa puffs and killed a kid
4: of muslim americans of arab americans who know how fast and how dangerously anti-islamic and anti-arab rhetoric can take hold and spark violence we saw that after 9 11 here in the united states israel has now called this attack by hamas their 9 11 have you seen anything else that leads you to believe there could be more attacks of this kind that killed this little six year old boy
2: yes yeah. Uh, All right. Now, I want to bring in um, ex-Bush speechwriter, coined the term axis of evil, by the way, current staff writer, one of the smartest guys I know uh, over at The Atlantic, David Frum. It's good to see you. Nice to see you. Uh, Any word on your relative who was among those stolen?
8: Thank you. That's very kind of you to ask. Um, uh, My cousins, I have cousins uh, who are Israeli-born U.S. citizens, their son, uh, was one of those taken, and that's a picture of him right there, Omer. He he just turned 22 uh, this week. Um, His family saw him being bundled into the back of a truck and abused on his way into the truck. They've had no word since then. He was unwounded, so we, we trust that he is well, but of course, it is an incredibly stressful situation for his very brave family.
2: Uh, Do you believe that what's going on right now is Israel uh, scouring the ground, maybe with uh, America's help to try to find the hostages, and that's why there hasn't been the invasion everyone's waiting for?
8: Um, I, I wonder whether the Israelis were ever really all that serious about the ground invasion. Um, going, Netanyahu has always been very tactically cautious. Um, he is, um, he's got a strong, he's very forceful in the way he speaks, but he's always been hesitant about the use of force and especially infantry ground force. Um, Gaza is going to be urban warfare. It's going to be underground warfare. The casualties will be horrific. You want to look? at Are there any smarter ways to do this? Um, and economic pressure, uh, bringing pressure on uh, Hamas sponsors Hamas of course pays its bills with money from Qatar but also from the European Union from Turkey well uh, from many from even from the united states via the united nations that they divert money from u.n programs that are in gaza can that can that flow of funds be turned off and can be pressure be put that way can intelligence gathering doing do anything there have been american teams of experts on hostage rescue and ho- hostage information arriving.
1: because it does feel in some ways like we are in a sort of a post-9-eleven moment um... And, and your your thoughts on that and on the way the discourse has been unfolding
3: In some ways worse than post 9-11 because you've got hate crimes against both communities you've got hate in some ways imported from the Middle East into the United States against minority communities and it's heartbreaking to hear a six-year-old boy is killed in the Chicago area because of a foreign conflict because of hate that arises out of a foreign conflict this is a family joy that fled from the West Bank fled from the Occupied Palestinian Territories over a decade ago to get away from violence there, and they lost their son in the United States of America in 2023. It's absolutely horrific. And you have to ask the question, who wakes up in the morning and thinks, I'm going to kill a kid today? I'm not just going to kill a kid. I'm going to stab the kid to death. And I'm not just going to stab them once or twice. Stab them 26 times. A six-year-old boy. What kind of hate makes someone do that? It's not hate you're born with, Joy. It's hate you're taught. And I do not believe it was a coincidence that NBC News is reporting tonight that this alleged killer was an avid listener of conservative talk radio. We have heard some vicious and vile anti-Palestinian rhetoric uh, in recent days from people like Tom Cotton, a Republican senator, saying, as far as he's concerned, Israel can bounce rubble in Gaza. Lindsey Graham saying Israel should level... Gaza. Uh, Ron DeSantis saying everyone in Gaza is an anti-Semite and shouldn't be allowed into America as refugees. Marjorie Taylor Greene saying if you're pro-Palestinian, you're pro-Hamas. That is the kind of dehumanizing rhetoric. Some would say genocidal. What does it mean to flatten, level an area where two million people live? That is the kind of rhetoric that in many cases prompts people to acts of terror.
5: All right, came back. Ate lunch, though, so the clock has spun Got some stuff I didn't cover, so we're going to do that really quick. Then we're going to do our pop, and then we're just going to call it a day, because we're long. Rand Paul, I've reduced the legislation to stop all funds from going to the Taliban. Yeah, we're, we're funding all these people. Hamas. Ukraine. God, man, it's like money grows on trees or some shit. This is the fucking UN. Our staff was compelled to evacuate the headquarters in Gaza City on a few hours, notice during the night of Friday the 13th. Since then, UNRWA has had no access to the compound, no additional details about the removal of assets. Security cameras that cover the entrance exit to the compound were damaged, further blasts of conflict, full of other type material, and then they deleted it all. So basically, Hamas kicked them the fuck out, Fuel the whole nine larges, but we're not going to say that because if we said that, we'd have to admit that they're a bunch of suckers. To show you the left so on point with, you know, we're going to stick to our storyline. It's a gay dude. And remember, once again, I, I mean, you stumble across this podcast, I don't give a fuck if you want to be a gopher and fuck people from Venus. It's all you, man. Don't care. Only time we talk about it, and I just did the Bill O'Reilly, which I hate because I hated Bill O'Reilly. The we, because there's nobody here unless I got somebody in my pocket. Um, It's the kids' stuff. But we're siding with an organization that throws people off roofs. Just make sure we understand that. Let's get all on the same sheet of music. They throw people off roofs. That's a little worse than Islamophobia. i mean, being spammed sort of stuff, so there isn't a death penalty for homosexuality in Gaza, it's a prison sentence. Bad enough, but let's not exaggerate. If 3% of Gazans are LGBTQ, Israel has is killed around 90 Gazans in 9 days. Ah, oh, and by the way, it wasn't actually a mosque induced introduced the law banning homosexuality in Gaza. Guess who it was? The British Empire. Homosexuality is legal in the West Bank, by the way. I want the liberation of LGBTQ people everywhere. The point around the opposition to injustice and oppression is that it's unconditional. I'm not a press in nimbyist who only cares about my minority. The biggest threat to LGBTQ plus Gazans comes from the Israeli onslaught. You live in an alternate universe. You're still going to that If Hillary One website. On the eve of vote, Ilian Omaha repeats the, he's a, yeah. I, I'm i not covering that because I'm just so done with the GOP. They got a shoe in election. And and once again, if you stumbled? I'm an independent, I hate both parties, but this is a shoe in, you got a guy who's asleep at the wheel and, and you're, what are you doing? We can't look away. Please keep calling for a ceasefire because our people got their pound of flesh. Then her other racist buddy. I and mean, what is wrong with you, Missouri? How the fuck did this lady get elected? Seriously. Corey, I'm a racist Bush. They signed a whole letter. They're with Gaza. I love how that you listed the Hamas casualties before the Israelis. Shows what your priorities are. And no, Israel needs to do what they need to do without outside interference. No, call Hamas to release hostages. The Hamas caucus. Here is... uh, Tlaib... Today, yeah, that's the Palestinian flag and the gay flag. We've got the gay and the Palestinian, <clears throat> and once again, media ignores it. Nobody talks about it, but it's um, not tenable. That that's not tenable. You you can't be pro-LGBTQ. And Muslim, I'm sorry. I know the normal Muslim person is like a normal Christian and they don't care. But fatwas are being called for all the time and they would kill you. Go back to previous segment. They don't care about your virtue singling. An exchange between myself and an ardent pro-palestinian individual i know who happened to graduate from harvard and upenn no apartheid state no settler state has the right to exist including the u.s states do not have the right people have rights you're not saying the u.s has the rights to exist i certainly am i support decolonization everywhere land back everywhere that that's hardcore man because that's that's where they're at wednesday i guess they called for uh day of unprecedented anger because the day of rage we lost it Um, that's Alicia Keys she's woke she regretted writing that shit and then we community noted it I guess Talib went off on a foreign person I can't get the video because they scrubbed it Um, we found a place and I oh you're such an idiot Tony We found a place that you can't protest. It's very interesting because, you know, we've been talking about that since, you know, we had death threats and all that shit and nobody fucking cared. Well, here you go, Jim Bob. People went to Schumer's house, get out of Israel and uh, yeah, protesters got arrested. I'll save John Hayward for next podcast. Um, He's got a great thread showing all the tomfoolery that we are seeing at this very moment. So, going to go into a a fucking segment on pop stuff. So, here goes.
2: Hey Travis, hey Taylor, looking amazing. All
5: right, why am I talking about this? Well, this week was an interesting week. I decided uh, to do a survey and I went and talked to just normal people. And of all ages, you know, I go to... A gas station to get my wife or soda every morning and uh, the people there are super young then I went to our new booth we expounded you know our booth got a bigger one brought all my army shit backpack stuff you know I'm never gonna fucking use Um. and anyway um. I started asking people What's this about? Now, mind you, I I own 1989. I bought it. I'm embarrassed I did, um, but but I did. It was catchy, but I've never got her. I, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand her. I've never understood how she became popular. I don't know how she became a star. I, I don't e- didn't even know she came out in movies. I... I, I gotta be quite honest. Or, uh, not movies, but uh, new records and why she did a tour and that's all we fucking heard about was the goddamn tour. I, I don't understand. All I know is that every fucking day from the New York Post, I figured out why I couldn't shut it off. I, I would get... Updates of this until I finally shot off the New York Post, which I didn't want to do because sometimes I get fodder, you know, for my show. And my God in heaven, that video was broken down like it was a football play. He touched her belly. He did this. He did that. They kissed each other. They did this. They did that. And so I started asking people, you know, is it me? Am I a douche? And I just don't get the attraction of this. You know, is it like, is she royalty? Like, Cause it feels like that stupid African-American chick that married the the prince thing that our TV goes crazy and that's all you hear and I don't know why. I mean, he's a great tight end. I mean, I wish the Packers had him, but I didn't know he was like a big, like huge. And that's what I started figuring out. Surprisingly, because she charged thousands of dollars, it became a big thing for business to talk about. That's why I was getting the articles. People stopped buying stuff because they wanted to spend $3,000 to go see her change dresses every song. Okay, that's your thing. You know, I, I spent, I think I spent 400 a seat for Van Halen, and Queen was six, Slipknot was three. It was worth it. That was a great concert. Mass Chaos was one seventy, and that was fucking. We had great seats, VIP package. Um, that was a good show. Perfect Circle was expensive. I guess that was three fifty. But I don't get why her. I I don't think you know. I remember her as a kid on a stage. It rained on her. It was like a Grammys. She was a country music star, and of course, because I lived in Nashville at the time, that's all I heard was her music because she had gotten big. And then I remember the Kanye West. I remember 1989. I don't know anything else about her. I don't know what she's put out for music. I mean, she's in her 30s now. She's not as cute as she was. I don't think she's very ever been super pretty, you know, not like that. Oh, my God, she's so hot. But, man, the world is just hers, and I didn't get it. Well, as I start going through, normals don't fucking give a fuck. They don't know why this is such a big deal. They thought it was ridiculous or concert costs so much because kids want to go to it and you can't afford that shit. It was pretty much a celeb thing. And I even had a guy going a long tirade because he's a Metallica fan. And Metallica played for more people. She had like a stage that took up half the stadium you know, or a third of the stadium, like the back end to be closed off. And they were following her doing huge epic shows with more people and nobody covered it. They covered her and what this celebrity thought and what that celebrity thought. And then the young lady who, you know, she's she's a sweetheart. I think she's in her 30s. I don't know. We talked to her. You know, we're the old people that come in. Um, It's about him. I guess women find him very attractive. He had a beard, and then he had a mustache or some shit, and he was dating some other pretty girl. And he got a boner for Taylor Swift and set it on a podcast, which, you know, I downloaded the podcast after I watched the Kelseys. And this is before all this, and... I didn't really like him. He was kind of like Vanilla Ice. He dresses really weird with like weird shit. Like a, I remember seeing a sports center. I was trying to see the Packer score, and I tuned in, and that was when they did their date thing. And he had a paint splotch suit, and then they showed him the next day walking in him and Mahomes, and he was wearing. I don't know what the fuck that was. It Had doves on it. I I, I don't get it. You know, I'm 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 old. I, I I I'm poor, so I I don't get the what he wears. But <clears throat> women love him. So some of this fervor, you know, the NFL is trying to do it to get younger fans. So they're going to snatch on to every time Britney Spears or Britney Spears, this, this article. Uh, what's the difference? Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, same concept. Um, whenever she comes to a game, they're trying to get clicks on it. And women are pissed because they had a thing for him. So that's how it becomes a huge story. But it ended in making me feel really old because I didn't understand. I texted my brothers and sisters and I think I talked on it on one of the podcasts. I was just, what the fuck is this about? Because I remember Bad Blood Um, something about put my name on something. She was a psycho and she treated people like shit. That was the song. And I bought it. I, I kind of like those two songs. It was kind of catchy. I used it for workout. That's when I used to run still. Um so I don't think normals really care it's the media snatching on how can we get clicks and when we get clicks because it's Taylor Swift and it seems like people will pay $3,000 to go see her sing the same songs or different versions of her song I, re- I got a set list for the New York Post news um Taylor's version. And so I Googled, what the fuck does that mean? And I shouldn't have done it because then I started getting more cards and I had to go back to the whole process. No, I don't care about Taylor Swift. No, I, I, no New York Post Taylor Swift. No, I don't care about Taylor Swift. She could buy me and sell me. God, her life would be cool, I guess, the money, but I wouldn't want to be followed around like she is. So no, that's not cool. Um, and I guess she just redid a bunch of songs and did an album and people bought it, which is pretty amazing. If you think about it, you're just going to redo your shit and just resell it. That's cool. you know. Um, but then I start getting stuff fed to me. I love Justin Timberlake. Now you can judge the fuck out of me. When my daughter was... Young, she listened to NSYNC. She wasn't a Backstreet Boy, but she was an NSYNC. And I used to talk shit. I bought her a jacket in Korea, and said they would go away. They they won't be anything in a couple of years. I was right. You know, they broke up, and Justin Timberlake went solo. And she was listening to all his shit. And I know it's not macho, and I told nobody at the time because I think I was still in the army when this happened. I just that was great workout bringing sexy back. I mean, you could. I improved my runtime with that shit. I was listening to it and I was big on tool and him for running because a tool song is like six fucking hours long and you can, you know, monitor that at the end of, I should be close to, you know, three quarter mile. I'm running eights, right? I should be three quarters of a mile. And then you pick up the pace. And with him... Well, I picked up my pace, because it was... And then I bought that Timbaland album that he was on, and that fucking thing was not even my genre, but I listened to it, and I thought it was great. It was good for working out. It was a different change from just metal, because that's what I listened to, is grunge and metal. So, you, you know, having something more rhythmic was kind of cool. And then I find out he made somebody get an abortion. And that sucks because I actually liked him. you know. I thought he was a pretty good dude. I've watched his movies. I just watched the one with the gay kid. He's a good actor. He's from Tennessee, he's funny as shit. Every time him and Jimmy Fallon went on, I thought he was the shit. I think he's really funny. So he was one of them that I really looked up to and now it's like, that's kind of fucked up. You know, it's their business. I'm not gonna push my morals on them. I think abortion is horrible, but it was disappointing, so that's my pop section because I mentioned it and then I did some research and I talked to at least 20 people nobody gives a fuck about Taylor Swift which brings us to something I do care about not that oh this is kind of cool snapping this but the eclipse I'm just going to get to the show so these are the uh, uh, a quick video made by Nisa, if you've ever watched Trailer Park Boys, um, and the good photos that I got. Oh, I am wrong. This is from the National Weather Service. The video you're going to see is from National Weather Service, and then you're going to see my pictures that I captured out front during the last podcast. I think I put one up, but I actually got some
2: pretty decent ones.
5: You know, I was pretty happy. I took 400 quick snaps because I had to use the, you know, the the clouds to actually get these pictures. And it was very difficult because the, the sun would change and next thing you know, you, you don't have shit. Um, it's just either bright or nothing. And uh, I was pretty happy with that. Meteor shower from uh, Hale Bop. Haley's Comet. No, it's Haley's Comet. This Saturday morning, I have not been able to use... I I got a a great telescope from the wife for my birthday. And she spent some serious money on this. And I have been just geeking out, looking at uh, Mars, Venus, Jupiter. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm old. Go fucking figure. Um, It's pretty cool. So... Um, I haven't been able to get any pictures lately, but I'll start sharing a few when I get a decent one of the moon, especially we've got a full moon coming up. And it comes with an adapter, so you can take pictures with your phone. Here is uh, actual Lucy spacecraft. It's getting ready for another one. So we did Oris-Rex, and this one's going to do the same thing. It's going to land on a uh, Andro, uh, on a on the surface, and it's actually going to bring us back stuff from meteors and once again, I'm really sad that uh, Bruce Willis is incommunicative now um, in his illness. But uh, I guess we don't need him. To our This Is America, we have two blocks of sound bites. Then we'll call it a day. The first is, a is it a teacher or a student? A kid going the fuck off on a teacher and then a board member in Massachusetts melting down on a parent. And the language she uses kind of tends me to believe that maybe that's why the kids are fucking assholes.
8: This is America. Don't catch you slipping though. No. Don't catch you slipping though. No. Look what I'm whipping though. No. This is America. Don't catch your slipping up. No.
2: Don't catch your slipping up. No. Look what I'm whipping up. No.
14: This is America. I
2: Wait, stop yeah. talking. <laughs> you do not come up to me, Dr. Shu Get my goddamn face. You go there. All right. Sit down, okay? You go sit down.
7: What was it you? Why you talking to You
2: go sit down, oh, all right? You you come up stop. to me like that? Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, twitch your little fucking face. Turn around and raise your fist like that, Dr. Shu. Do it again. I'm not fucking playing. All right? Come up to me and do that to me. I'll do it to you, bitch. All right? Go sit down. Shut your fucking mouth. Fucking tell me who the fuck you think you are.
1: I am not. It's a conflict of interest. Okay. Really? That, yes, it is. I don't. You answer represent on, the town. I don't represent analog to the town.
7: You represent the firefighters. You represent the public represent safety personnel.
1: The job that pays my family's food. Thank housing you. Have everything. a nice night. Okay.
7: Yeah. Thank you for uh, your attention I said, to this matter.
1: Good thing yep. no in town likes you. Uh, go with some I- ice
7: cream. Yeah.
1: Why don't you go fuck yourself? Uh- <laughs> what is the
2: I am not i'm done with this shit and him make a motion to adjourn so do you want to just go through the no let's oh. get out again okay let's make sure that coming. yeah that's why make sure all those in
5: favor i think any uh male that's over the age of uh 35 that kid needs his ass kicked right maybe young kids think that's just cool that that's That's unsatisfactory on so many levels. I can't even articulate at this point in time. That kid needs his fucking ass kicked. And I think that's what it comes down to. We're at a point where we really just, these kids are half left on their own, which is really sad by parents that are working too hard. I'm not saying parents, you know, fuck, I I got 50%. I got one that seems decent and one disowned me because George Floyd died. So, I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, I don't know what to do about that. I, I, I Just because I didn't like Anifa, I was a racist. What? What the fuck? Um, so, I mean, I think it's a tough go across the board for everybody. Um, you're competing. You're competing with so many factors with social media, and it's hard as a parent. How do you rein them in? Unless you're, you know, rich. You're working a job. You're working long hours. You're trying to make ants meet. I know I did. I worked jobs I didn't even want, but I, I didn't have a choice. And it left me away from my family a lot. I mean, I, I'm a unemployed fucking loser now, but um, hopefully this next appointment will up the medicine. I think it'll help. There's just certain things It just, once again, I can't eat normal when i try it's not as bad i don't want to vomit but i'm in just so much pain today was just a pain day i ate fiber for breakfast because i have to and it hurts and the lunch is fruit cocktail and some fiber bars and it hurts and then i'll have soup and it hurts um it, there's just the pain i think the donatel's got to go and this new tripling needs to come in but the problem is it puts you to sleep I just got such bad nerve damage from whatever that disease was. Um, It it sucks. But I don't take for granted that I get to stay home every day and I get to be with my wife because to make ends meet, I was never here. Um, Maybe that's why the marriage worked. I mean, who knows? But I'm sympathetic to parents. It's got to be hard now. Uh, The pressures of a child... Who wants to be accepted as they are, but then you have the digital self and you have all this influencing and pop stars and this is cool and I'm not cool and I wanna wear that and it's just tough and um, the world's a shithole. You know, what do you say to a kid today? I mean, if you leave out the climate change, we're gonna die in eight years bullshit. If you stumbled, I believe in climate change. I just don't believe we're going to die in eight years or six years now, four months. What is it? I don't know. There's probably an AOC tracker somewhere out there. Um, But what do you say to the kid? They're being told that we're going to die from climate change. You see war all the fucking time. Every one of these kids, that's, you know, 10, 11, all they've known is war. We're always in war. Somewhere, The economy blows. There's so much division. Social media is a hellscape. It's kind of bleak. So I feel for parents, but at the same time, how can a kid talk to somebody like that? But it happens all the time. There's no respect for anybody. I call young people ma'am and sir being respectful and they don't even pick up. They just don't have respect for anything because they're being told they're getting jobbed, they're getting fucked, the world has screwed them and everybody around them is a boomer piece of shit. And they don't even comprehend that a guy my age who's pretty fucking old to them, and I am, 56 is old, I'm not a boomer. My Parents were boomers. So, I mean, I get called boomer all the time online. I like to laugh because it just shows you don't even know what the me- word means. I mean, that's they're in their 80s now. They were born after World War II. I'm not anything. I was born in 67. We don't, we didn't fall in any fancy millennial X, Z. No, we didn't, we didn't fall in anything. It, it's just, bullshit and then of course that teacher that or that board member you know when you look at a city council board you look at fucking school boards you look at everything you get these people and they get in there and they really believe they're important and you're a nobody and I think that's our biggest problem it starts with sports it starts with music it starts I mean when was the last time you heard an artist who just sits and talks to fans or speaks with people or does something for the community you don't see that shit anymore We don't have a race, sex, homo, transphobe problem. We have a class problem. There are nobodies and somebodies. All the somebodies vote for Biden because Biden says the words they feel good saying when they tweet it. They don't do anything about it. I mean... Going off the riff of the stupid Taylor Swift, she just made a billion dollars. You think she's going to do anything for anybody? No, she's going to put that in a bank. And then she's going to rewrite some more music that she wrote and put out another album. And preteens were all going to buy that shit. And the media is going to keep feeding it because then they get money off it. And the NFL is going to do it. And then old guys like me, my head's going to explode and go, I just wanted to see what the Packer score was. I don't care that a dude that dresses like Vanilla Ice is boinking a young girl that I saw when she was a preteen. So it's gross. She's really young. Not attractive. I I don't I remember last time I had a crush on a Hollywoodite. Because they're also so fucking young. I mean, it's, it's like I have a 35-year-old daughter. So I don't yeah, no. Mm. Anyway. And our last is a soapbox. Pretty simple. We played a lot of stuff. We showed the sound bites, the media, uh, parroting Hamas. Tell me it was anything different than this. <laughs> I mean. it goes on for a long time but um, yeah that's it that's that's our media and um that's really disappointing you know i expected i i i always expect that we're going to have a media that sides with whatever the left's latest crazy shit is um because that's just what it is they're 97 98 um democrats because it just seems to be that um if you're a celebrity if you're a reporter you're you're a democrat that's just the way our world is so they go along with it but these guys are bad dudes and I've talked enough about it so I won't harp at the end, but um, they're not good people. They're not your friends. They don't care that you virtue sing. They're going to kill you. They'll just fucking kill you. And uh, it took me a while to realize it because I, I really wanted to believe that they, you know, it was it was just all a big fucking lie, you yeah. know but it wasn't. So this so wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Go to Flyover Politic with a K on SoundCloud, four eight two four six seven on Rumble, foppodcast at gmail.com to email me. Disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah, yes. next show will be 23. October, year of the Lord, 2023. As always, thanks for listening. Take care.
11: every day Tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.